Hello, and welcome back to the Babel. That's right, this is really a new episode. Now, we've been on hiatus for a little while, and I apologize for that. There's a lot of things that was preventing us from doing a new episode, but we are back. Things are a little bit different this time, though. We're actually going to be broadcasting the interviews and recordings of the Babel live on my Twitch channel, which if you don't already know, it's twitch.tv slash This week, we have Gage Zygmunt back. That's right, you've heard him before, and he agreed to help us out in testing out this new live format. Now, don't worry, in case you do miss the live show, you are going to be hearing the entirety of the interview. You'll just be missing out on the fun beforehand and afterwards where I edit it live on the stream as well. I don't know if we're going to be back fully on a weekly schedule. A lot of that's going to depend on being able to get people to record on the days that we can easily record. If not, I at least want to make sure that I'm still bringing you two episodes per month. That is absolutely my goal. But I'm definitely very happy to be back, and I can't wait to bring you guys more episodes, more great interviews with some great people. So make sure you're still subscribed, and you're going to be checking it out again. Also, make sure you follow me on Twitter. It's at Dable, as well as on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Dable, so you can check out all of the news that's coming up and know ahead of time who's going to be on the show. Like I said before, we have Gage Zygmunt on, and we talk a lot about politics, some of the stuff that he's thinking about coming up with, and more social media talk, which he's an absolute master at, so he's really great to listen to. And without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy my talk with Gage Zygmunt. Everything being said doing it live actually kind of didn't go as terribly as I thought it was going to, which is nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. So this, this is the beginning and I, I'm noticing bringing it back, doing this and, and not just doing it as a one-on-one like Skype session. Usually it just starts with us talking and then like a minute or so in, we're like, Oh, by the way, we're live. But this is like, now I have to feel like I should do an intro thing and it makes me really uncomfortable. <laughs> so in case you can't tell that that incredible infectious laugh i'm joined here by gage ziegman um who is an artist really um he's a twitch streamer gage what the fuck else are you what how would you describe you um well i mean professionally i am like a graphic designer marketer social media manager you know i do a lot of shit for a lot of people, you know, um, I, I would sort of consider myself an artist, uh, streamer. Sure. You know, I do stream on the Twitch sometimes. Um, can I just tell you, by the way, I think that your stream has some of my favorite aesthetic to it. Um, like if you guys haven't seen when he starts off, it's like this, like staticky CRTV, uh, CR, TV with bunny ears and it like just zooms in when the show begins and he has all this visual magicry happen. Um, <laughs> it's, it's really incredible. I would also, you, you kind of, um, you did something that I was hoping nobody would do before I did. Uh, you had set up like a news scene that looked like a broadcast news. And I was mm-hmm. totally going to do that for the IRL show until I saw yours. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. fuck. Because it was the other thing is like, you did it much better than I possibly could have. So I was like, well, I'm not going to copy it and do it badly. Dude, it's okay. Because I have, I have so many more ideas for that specific style of uh, broadcast that, dude, I cannot wait for like the future of like this, like everything, dude. I can't wait. Because, you know, that's, that's tripods and, and DSLRs and, 
like big green screens and sets with green screen paint all over them. And oh, do you have like, anything in particular you want to talk about? Well, I mean, like the news set particularly, because like, dude, I love the news, but I hate the news. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I know that very like, well. I hate, I hate all news, and I feel like. You know, there's plenty of things that I know about on like the day to day basis because of my ability to scour the social medias and such mm-hmm. just to be up to date that I feel like there's just so much, you know, like bias bullshit everywhere that I'd, I'd love to be able to give like, I guess, my views on it and like just like have like an open discussion with other people on. And uh, I feel like a new set would be able to demonstrate something like that. See, and that was like, and I promised anybody listening that this is not the reason I had Gage on was because, you know, that's a lot of what I've been doing with IRL show. Um, But when I was doing that, like when I was first setting up like the show that I've been doing, where I've been talking about, you know, these ideas and and talking about how shit the media is, um, I actually had the question of like, do I want to wear a suit jacket so that I look more like an anchor or do I want to make it, you know not do that and be very different to be irreverent. I mean, almost, almost like a, not quite the punk aesthetic, but like punk journalism where it's fuck the rules that you have. We're going to do this in our own way that resonates with our audience. Um, so it's really interesting to hear you kind of have like the same idea, but wanting to do it essentially in the style of what CNN, NBC and all that kind of stuff have been doing. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, is that something that you're just like, that's how I'm going to do it? Or did you have to think about that? Um, I really just, I wanted to make it look like from the outside, like, cause you, you see that thumbnail, you know what I'm saying? Like you see the thumbnail and you're like, all right, what is this? And like, you scroll down a fucking list of people all with the same kind of looking thumbnails or some are a little bit different. Some are very different, but I wanted mine to look like, you were looking at like an actual TV show, you know, like this, this would be on TV right now. And why is it not? Because that's what I think of as Twitch. Like, I feel like Twitch is basically a TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's a hundred channels online right now that I can choose to pick from, but you know, just give it a few years and I'm sure people will be producing content that, you know, you'd see on TV and might see on TV. And do you, do you have the same frustrations then that I do with like the IRL channel in general about just how kind of lazily and badly it's been used? Cause that really pisses me off. See, I don't really care about it being like people using it lazily or, you know, like, cause that's, that's their prerogative. You know, if they want to be lazy about how they present things and do things like that's fine. You know, that's on them. That's, you know, what their stream is used to, what they're accustomed to. Uh, I'm sure if they, you know, put a little money into it, found an artist and did all that work to get it commissioned and did like things like that, like to get it all looking nice, like it would definitely give them a little more appeal and stuff like that. But, you know, it's a lot of work and it's not as easy for everyone to get something like that done. So um, and even on the not production value side, I mean, just like I, I remember one of the first days and I've seen this person do it multiple times since they're literally doing, I guess, like graphic design work. And their IRL stream was just the camera on them and, like, no mic. Like, it's in their title, too. They weren't even physically talking to anybody or putting on a show. They're just, like, talking in the chat 
and also like while they worked and I'm just like what the fuck is the point of this does that not bother you or is it just me um I mean here's the <laughs> thing dude, like, me, it's fine. there's plenty of people out there who watch stuff on TV that you would never find me ever sitting down and watching more than three seconds of mm-hmm. because of the fact that like that is made for them you know like that's not a show like jersey shore was not made for me okay yeah. like i it doesn't do anything for me it actually just makes me mad <laughs> i get that and that's one of the nice things that jersey shore ended is just that it was ended like that's the best part of jersey shore is that it's no longer on tv and you don't hear about any of those people anymore um is there anything else that you that you're kind of got working on in the future um, I'm sorry. What was the question? Do you have anything else that you're like wanting to work on in the future that you haven't gotten to do yet? Uh, like that you can talk um, about a million things, dude. Like there, like with the new edition of IRL and the new edition of like just being able to stream anything you want, just not having like you just can't do it in your in a category. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, I think that's cool. Like, I think that's it's. It's a step in the right direction because they were losing ground from Facebook and Periscope and all the other streaming services that, like, I would say the more general collective knows. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, something tells me that the, you know, the kids in Chicago, or not the kids, the, the people in Chicago that, like, abducted that dude, they probably aren't Twitch users. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying when it comes to, you know, Facebook being bigger. Um, I mean, do you think Twitch is going to start to move more mainstream because of this? Because the, the, if you look at the site, the focus is still very clearly gaming. Right. Right. It is definitely still gaming, but they wanted to give people a place to be able to do that other side. And they're not really like supporting it a whole lot yet. But, you know, the support will come because it is, uh, you know, it is just... It's it's small at this point, and it's only really for streamers who've already, you know, done established themselves as a gaming streamer, you know, that need a break from that category for a minute, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I think Twitch still has a long way to go before going mainstream, even though it's like the third largest internet traffic of the U.S. and all that. Um, Wait, it's the third largest what? Yeah, third largest internet traffic of okay, pure traffic, not yeah, people. traffic. Like no, no, not people, but traffic. Like as much as like data yeah, yeah, usage, because yeah. um, it's it's Netflix it's, and YouTube are one and two, right. right? That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, and that's like I'm really hoping they actually, and I've been predicting this that they do a redesign that does focus more on the non gaming stuff, but also focusing more on like uploads and the non live content because I. Like, one of the reasons I really switched to Twitch instead of doing the YouTube stuff was because YouTube had some scary practices that Twitch just has never, there's never been any fear of, like, am I going to get banned because I, you know, I'm not advertiser friendly or, or something like that. Right. Um, that was a That was a deep sigh. You've got thoughts. Like, it's, <laughs> I, I understand the need for things like, like what YouTube has in place, you know what I'm saying? That has the ability to charge you, you know, like that they can make a portion of the money 
from the ad revenue that your video makes and they allow you to use that song or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. Like you, you're not able to use any of it to make money off of at that point, but like some people make that like choice. But um, I don't know. I feel like, you know, once all that stuff starts on Twitch, which it will, uh, that people are going to be butthurt about it, like always, and then they'll get over it and what? stop using music. The like Twitch that. community butthurt about change? Yeah, I know, right? That's a that's an unfounded comment, sir. <laughs> I've already seen a couple r slash um, Twitch posts on the, the Twitch subreddit of like, why does this exist? Isn't this what Facebook Live is for? I'm like, because business and wanting to expand your market share and people in general. Right. So, um, speaking of the media, though, because I, I, I do want to talk to you about this. Um, what what about the news and, and media in general? Do you... Do you have a problem with that makes you say like "fuck it"? I'm gonna do it myself. Like, if there if there's any specific examples or or anything like that, I mean, feel free to use those. But what about it? Like, what spurred you to decide that you might want to do this? Like, okay, when when you look at any like main media, like or mainstream media, and it's like I can't watch anything without hearing. I guess it's like the same thing that I would be doing, but it's like, I, I, I want to do it. Like, I feel like I have an unbiased opinion, but it's probably pretty biased, whatever. But I, I feel like no one looks at it like from like the middle ground anymore. It's always just taken from left or right. And I just like, it's not like good. How is there, how is there the ability to put a left or right spin on every fucking news story ever invented. Like, I don't want that, dude. I just want you to tell me the fucking news and tell me some good stuff. Tell me, like, the main important bad stuff. And, you know, like, I feel like none of nothing does that at all. It's, yeah, I mean, it's it's a lack of facts. Um, or, or as we're calling it now today, alternative facts. <laughs> <laughs> I think I hit a nerve there. <laughs> Alternative facts. Uh, in case you're not sure what we're talking about, uh, this is recorded on January 22nd, and uh, Kellyanne Conway, who led the campaign of Trump and has some position in the Trump administration now, uh, was defending what the press secretary came out and was yelling at the media for accurately reporting the size of the women's march that happened yesterday. Uh, and she said that he wasn't wrong and he wasn't lying. He was just talking about alternative facts, which to the guy interviewing her, Chuck Todd, uh, literally said, <laughs> there's no such thing as alternative facts. Like those are falsehoods. And I just, what I've been upset about today with that and some of the other reporting that's come out today, that's been very, you know, critical, especially talking about the women's march and all that is like, where the fuck did the spine from the media go the last 18 months? The second Trump gets elected, they're like, Oh, I guess we'll do real reporting now. Right. Uh, yeah. I don't know, man. If it's like, maybe they're just getting paid from different places now. I don't know. I just, do you really think it's that simple? It's just a pure money thing. 
I don't think it's just money, but I feel like the there is no like big cause to rally behind to get everyone amped up about. So it's like they have to shift their focus on what's going to continue to like make their business money because I mean, really, that's why they're writing this stuff to get viewers, to get people to read their material, to get, you know, like more subscriptions or more X, Y, Z, you know, it's not like they actually care about reporting the news accurately. No one cares about the news. They care about the viewership. And if good news gets viewership, you know, they'll do it, but it's not, it's, it's everything else. And so with that, it actually brings me up to something that, you know, I've been thinking about, and I don't want to get your take. There's a lot of, you know, the alternative news sources out there. There's a lot of YouTube channels and, and podcasts and things like this that are basically getting rid of um, advertisers for the most part in favor of going for being fan funded. Um, is that something that you think is sustainable enough for a long term to be able to pull off having like having a actual um, like a, a, a consistent network, basically, or a consistent amount of information coming up like a CNN, maybe not 24 seven because that's terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, is that sustainable enough uh, for smaller creators or are we still going to be kind of held by ad money at, at it to a certain extent. See, I do think that with anything, it's all possible. You know what I'm saying? If you can build the right community, if the right people want to support your mission and they like what it is that you're doing, then yeah, sure. Like anything could be crowdfunded. Like they made a whole Veronica Mars two movie. Like, how I didn't see that. By the way, how was it? I didn't see it either. I did, that was just an example that I could think of off the top of my head. Because the original show is great, by the way. I, I haven't watched Running Mars like in the audience. Just go watch it. It was for like a UPN WBCW show. It was really fucking good. Anyway, that was a tangent. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but like, okay. so I mean, you think it is possible that it's I. As a sustainable source possible. of income. Without advertisers that you could continuously provide a like solid news show that would happen every day, that you could have different people involved with, like you could actually have writers and such, but it would have it would have to be something like I don't I don't I don't know how you would even promote like donations, you know, because most people would do this for free. Like you would get the, the information for free and then you could just like go watch it on YouTube, watch an ad or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I feel like it, it could be possible, but because like Twitch subscriptions, you know, like whoever thought that that would be possible. Yeah. Like. A few years ago, no one would have been like, oh, I mean, like before Twitch started the whole like subscribe to people for $5 a month thing, mm-hmm. like everyone would have thought like, hell no, I would never subscribe to like a YouTuber, for example, if that was the case, like for most people, that is. Well, um, there have been attempts like that. I mean, there were, there were plenty of other sites that tried to do a YouTube, but with a subscription per channel thing, which gave the 
content creators more money mm-hmm. and they failed because YouTube has such a stranglehold and such a monopoly on video um, that it's it's really near impossible to overcome. Do you think Twitch could do it? Because if anything, I think I think if anybody can do it, it's Amazon money. Yeah, I mean, like when that when they're posed any sort of question that they're like, "Oh, you probably can't do this, Amazon." They're like, "Okay, okay." But I I do think that Amazon and Twitch, um, I think they could do something like that, and they have done that for a lot of people in the sense that they provide them with the ability to create content every single day. Be it, it's not like uh, a newscast or whatever, but it's, it's definitely still content creation and it's definitely still, you know, worth that money that they're mm-hmm. making. And, and do you think that if you had to guess, okay, knowing that I know you might be slightly biased because you're thinking about doing this, do you think that Twitch is actually going to be a place where this kind of content that's so not what the site is known for and what most of the people that come to the site are looking for, do you think it's going to have an active community of people reporting news or talking about things with big ideas and and with context? I mean, do you think this is something that actually could flourish here? So here's the thing about Twitch is that, it's not their responsibility to make sure that our content flourishes. It's our responsibility. They give us the platform for free. Mm-hmm. They own portions of our content basically through like advertising sake and all this stuff. Like they make their money, but they give us this platform for free to be able to broadcast ourselves to everyone. So it's, it's up to us to grow our own channels and make sure that we do what we can to basically increase that viewership um for those types of things like ourselves like i don't i don't put any kind of backing in twitch helping me out in any sense trying to get any more of these types of people that would watch this content regularly to watch my content if i want those people to watch my content i'm going to put out uh ads on social media networks and stuff like that to promote my content in areas where i wouldn't normally be found okay. for those types of things so i am 100% for um, like advertising myself and my stream while sort of advertising Twitch at the same time, but more so just my stream being like the landing page for these people to Twitch. And I feel like a lot more people should look at that as an avenue of reaching more audiences and things like that. Cause there's just, no one is doing that. It's all just organic. It's all just like normal. I've seen a few people try but it's just horrible. It looks terrible. And I'm just like, what are you guys doing? Like this, <laughs> I, I don't know. They we could spend an hour talking yeah. about all the dumb shit people do on social media. And I'd frankly be okay with that with you. <laughs> <laughs> but so, so you think though, let me see if I get this right though. So do you think that the people looking for this kind of content, okay. The, the non gaming, the, the very, you know, the, the, somewhat intellectual but the the more serious content it's gonna have to come from outside of the existing twitch community no not necessarily there's plenty of people who would actually like this stuff they would just have to find it so it's like not everyone is looking in that directory at that time because not everyone knows that they're looking for that um so with that being said like a lot of like organic growth is 
needed, obviously, word of mouth, normal stuff that we already do right now um, and how we have grown so far, general outreach, things like that, Twitter. Um, and, you know, just there, there are plenty of people who I'm sure would be interested in that that are already on Twitch. But it's like you have to um, find those people that are looking for that. And good luck with that. <laughs> well, especially my biggest thing is so many, uh, and I've said this before, but so many Twitch streamers that have huge audiences um, just blatantly refusing to ever talk in any avenue whatsoever about big issues and like their their actual personal thoughts because they're afraid to, uh, you know, lose subscribers or like that, even if they feel it's a moral imperative for something. Like, I mean, I mm-hmm. saw people that weren't even willing to say, like, during election season, like, make sure you vote because they didn't want to piss off the people that hated the candidates so much that they didn't want to vote. And that really bothers me. Like, I feel like you're, you have a responsibility at that point to use your community for good or make sure your community is doing something important and they're just refusing to do it. And that's my concern is, you know, people being afraid of sharing, you know, the, the channels that they like that are doing these things because it's so different from what their community is. And it's so, you know, uh, it might be polarizing that they're even afraid to share out that somebody else is doing this kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the normal concern. And it's, it's a, it's an, it's so normal, dude. That's like, I don't blame them for not saying anything, dude, that's how they make their money. You know, like this is, this is their life. This is their life, like work essentially. And it's like, I can't tell them to use their footstool or their, you know, like their soapbox to basically uh, claim a side because, you know, we think they should, they should do something good with it. Um, It's because it's not our decision. It's, it's up to them and we could do it however we want to. And, you know, we will do that. And it's okay. Because, like, dude, it's true, though. Like, telling people to go out and vote, like, that's sending all the, that's sending a message to the people who don't vote. Like, they're going to be all pissy. And they could be like, oh, well, thank you for telling me to go vote. You know? And, like, you just lost 200 subscribers at a high level. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Like, and that's, 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 a, that's a large chunk of money. And that's, you know, it's like... I don't know. Like it's a lot of work that people put into this to kind of, uh, they do this for those reasons, you know, they have their own reasons, but like my particular reason for doing this is so that I had a place where I could be a voice, like a voice of reason and a voice of like, just understanding, you know, like I try to understand everyone all sides and i like to make fun of every side too so like (laughs) and that's where you get in the biggest trouble exactly (laughs) that's why i have an alt twitter account for that specific reason oh twitter and their shadow bands that um that happened to you yes getting shadow banned how did you actually undo that um i actually didn't i just cried a bunch uh to some (laughs) support staff (laughs) Like I sent them like 90 some emails probably in like two weeks just crying about it. Cause like I couldn't, I couldn't deal with it, dude. I, I honestly felt like that 
it was the quietest time of my life being shadow banned on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, it's it happened to another friend of mine, and it was like one of those like no idea why didn't like, and I even looked. When I heard about it, I even looked through his tweets and I was like, okay, let's see if there's the, let's see what the real reason is, not the, I don't know why, and I couldn't find shit. Uh I was like, why, what is this? Like, they have gay in their name, and that's the most offensive thing that I could find. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. No, plenty of people aren't shadow banned with the name gay in their title, you know? Yeah. Um. But uh, so so for anybody that doesn't understand shadow ban, what Twitter does, and this isn't just a pure Twitter thing, shadow ban basically means you're not blatantly banned. So you're not Milo Yiannopoulos. You no longer have an account on Twitter. Um, <laughs> Twitter rarely ever does that, even to ISIS accounts. And that's not a joke. Um, but a shadow ban basically means that your tweets probably aren't showing up in people's timelines um, and definitely like you don't receive notifications. So at this point, when Gage was out of band, if he had tweeted at me, I wouldn't receive notification anywhere of it. I'd have to go looking for his tweets, um, which is why alt accounts exist. And I really should make one of those. You're 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 gonna you're gonna make me do it. I think you're, you're my cautionary tale. <laughs> um, but they do it a lot on Reddit too. Reddit's really bad about shadow banning people for very little reason. Um, and yeah, it's, it's rarely ever a harassment thing. It's, it's usually they'll ban you if you're breaking their terms of service by harassing somebody ish. Ideally they should, mm-hmm. but, uh, they just shadow ban the fuck out of people for just saying things that they don't like. It's shitty website practices and they deny doing any of it. Like, I'm pretty sure. Did you, didn't you receive a response on Twitter that said they don't shadow ban people? Um... It was something along those lines that that doesn't exist and that there's nothing wrong with my account. I'm like, okay, okay, man. Sure. Sure. (laughs) I remember the day that you got a notification from me. I like almost cried. I was really happy about it too. I was very happy. I was literally checking your, like your, uh, every now and then when I would check Twitter, I'd be like, I said something I think he might've replied to. I'm just going to go look at his timeline just to make sure. And it was a lot of extra work. So I was really happy you got unshadow banned as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was an extra three seconds out of my life. And I am not about that shit. No, exactly. Nobody wants to go search somebody's profile. I had to do that for everyone that I follow today because it doesn't just like automatically know who I'm talking about on a new Twitter account. Just mm-hmm. really fucking annoying. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. So I don't are know you, people's are Twitters you, like that. Are you running the, the Mama and Papa's Twitter account? Is that you? Well, it's going to be a group effort. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's just me and Purple, but uh, we're talking to the rest of the Mamas and Papas right now um, to see who wants to have access and who like will actually use it uh, properly, you know, because there's like, there's some rules, obviously. Can't yep. just be like retweeting, you know, peens out, but... Which is a huge um, bummer, but purple. I'm talking to you, dude. Please don't fucking retweet your peens, your dog peens, please. Oh my god, he's gonna do it now. He's you know he's going to. I know, I know he's going to, but <laughs> he's he's typing that tweet, including that gif. Yeah, right now. TP dog. No, no TP dog. <laughs> 
Um, which, by the way, if you want to know what we're talking about, you'll inevitably see it on at mamas underscore and underscore papas. <laughs> by this point. Um, so talk to me about running social media for not yourself. Like, what, mm-hmm. what kind of differences are there that when you when you are doing that, when you're having to take that approach? Well, I mean, you have to think about it like this. Like, it's like you're no longer you. Okay, like you, you have your own personal Twitter account. That's you. That's your voice. Mm-hmm. But when you use or work on or have access to a group or a business's Twitter account, you have to – you should all discuss a voice. Like what kind of voice do you want as a group? You know what I'm saying? Like the – the overall message, because Wendy's got together and they said, what kind of voice do you want to have on social media? Because we could be like McDonald's. We could be like Burger King. We could be like Arby's, you know, but that's like the same shit. So they said, well, let's not be like them. Let's be something else. OK, so they went like sarcastic asshole troll. And I think it's the best Twitter account. Forget what a refrigerator is. It's amazing. Like, it's it's so wonderful to see people, like, stepping outside of the box because, like, they realize that marketing is not so one-dimensional. It's, it's about getting people to see you as, like, a personal business or as, mm. like, a, as, like, a real, like, like, family or whatever you're trying to, like, show yourself as. So... Like making sure that everyone understands the voice at when you're talking as the group, mm-hmm. that's uh, it's definitely necessary. So, because you don't want like to have tweets just like kind of be all over the place, you know. Like it, it should all feel like it could all have come from the same person, but you know, different people are writing them. Yeah. And the other thing that I have found. Because I, I also I, I do a little bit of you know community management, run social media for something else. Um, download a separate app. You don't accidentally tweet from the wrong account. <laughs> I never tweet from the wrong account, and I just use Twitter dashboard. Well, look, we get that you're better than the rest of us, but <laughs> isn't that app <laughs> closing down anyway? Though. No, no, that's TweetDeck. I just use Twitter.com. Oh. You know. Oh. Wait. Yeah. Wait. Are you telling me TweetDeck is going away? Uh, well, I saw that they're updating the API for it soon or something, but it they dropped support for it a long time ago with Flash. Yet it's still the best Twitter client <laughs> for multiple accounts, especially. Sorry. Um, There's a dashboard think- app for iPhone that is like the only way that you can schedule tweets officially through a Twitter thing. But that, I think, is what's going away. Because um, it's actually really good. I thought dashboard was new. It was. It's only been out for like a couple of months and they're already shuttering it. Oh. Uh, well, they are trying to go, they're trying to cut uh, Slack and like, not Slack like the business, but like they're cutting like excess fat because they're failing as a whole. But um, honestly, like, I just use Twitter, dude. I have a, uh, a Chrome extension called Twitcher. It's funny, but uh, it's a Twitter account switcher <laughs> called Twitcher. That's that's confusing just for our community. <laughs> yeah, just for our community. Um, and basically, when you click on your little icon on the top right corner where it says tweet and then it has your picture, it'll say, like, view profile. But then under that, it'll have all of the other accounts that you run. 
Hmm. So it's like very easy to switch between the two. You know exactly which one you're on because you can see the picture, things like that. Um, but I'm also very aware of which account I am on at all times. So like, cause I've running a business, you can't make that mistake. Yeah. Like you, you can't. Fortunately, the only time I did it, I, I tweeted from my personal account instead of the business one. So that oh, that's was good. If you're going to make the mistake, make sure you do it that way. Yeah. The opposite <laughs> way, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what do you, what, what do you think though, uh, about Twitter? Like why, why are they having so many problems? And yet I feel like so many communities, not, I feel like Twitch, like the biggest social network that Twitch people use is Twitter. Yeah. Um, I feel like Twitter tried to target the wrong audience and a lot of them don't see why it's necessary. And for a long time, I didn't see why it was necessary for me either, but really it's just a place where you can go where you're free of all your shitty Facebook friends and you don't have to live by all of their rules and like preconceived ideas of what you are or who you should be and all that shit. You can just be whoever you want to be. You don't even have to put a picture of yourself. You could just be a freaking egg. It doesn't matter. You can you just an anime avatar. Yeah, it doesn't. It, <laughs> like you could be the cutest little, you know, kawaii like you know thing. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's it's just like I don't. A lot of people just don't see the need for it mm-hmm. uh, when they're already using Facebook and all these other things like Instagram and other platforms that are coming out, Snapchat. And, uh, you know, other things. But you were right about Snapchat, by the way. What about it? Like, in our last talk, you talked about Snapchat. And I wasn't using it at the time. Yeah. I think I had just downloaded it. And now I'm all about it. It's terrible. I mean, it's amazing. The problem is uh, it's it's super fun with people you already know. And it's nearly impossible to get discovered through Snapchat. Yeah. that's That's a limiting factor. But that's that's why I would never like think about it for like a business, you know. Yeah. Like it's not it's not like what I want to do for a business. Like Snapchat doesn't make sense for me business wise, but I could see how some businesses like how you it would make sense, but some it just doesn't. So I'm okay with that. Like I'm okay with that being like basically my new messenger for my iPhone. You know, that's basically what I use it for. Yeah, I. I- the problem is I'm just like at this overload of it's like, all right, I have this thing that I want to say or do. What's the best way to do it? <laughs> it's, it's so like, it's, it's really rough. And like, I literally put thought into like, okay, here's this joke that I have. What's the best medium to do it? Yeah. And I feel like that's a really like shitty human like, I feel like a bad person when I have to have that conversation with myself. Uh, yeah. No, I I know exactly what you mean, though, dude. Like, it's... I get messages from pretty much the same people on all my social networks, you know? It's, and you never know, like... Like, because you're always on different ones at any given time. And, like, I miss shit on some, and I don't, like, open others for, like, weeks, and... Discord is probably aim. the best. This oh, is why you I just aim. aim? 
I was okay. because everyone had AIM. Nobody was using anything else back then. That like was because it was the only thing. Well, you had you had a couple morons on like MSN Live Messenger, and you're like, Lol. no, what are you doing? Get the fuck off those of that were, and come to AIM." But those like, those were like old people, dude. Then you had then you had like essentially mods for it, where you, like you could have the tabs, which wasn't natural in AIM for a while. Like I miss AIM and the away message. Those were great. <laughs> I I remember being in the backyard of my my house when I was living at home in high school. I had a laptop. We didn't have a router, so I didn't have internet because my parents didn't want to trust me with internet on my own, <laughs> which as a teenager is a really good idea. Um, right. But the neighbors had an unsecured network that I could only get from the backyard. Okay. So I remember, I mean, it was Florida, so it wasn't really that cold, but the being in the cold, like in my hoodie shivering, but that was the only way I could instant message people and like <laughs> sticking through that and being slightly cold and miserable. So I could talk to girls on him like was the best thing ever. And we don't have that anymore. Kids these days will never understand what that pain was. They won't dude. They won't understand that little online, like little green, like flashing oh online thing like, especially oh, you could man. turn on i had one thing where you could turn on notifications of when certain people came online and i would just wait for those endlessly oh i miss those days they were simpler then it was very simple and the reason why everyone used aim is because there was only like two options and msn was the worst of the two it was terrible and i, and I only said old people because uh, people who like had like the hotmails and such, they're like, "Oh, honey, did you see they have an instant messenger?" <laughs> I don't know what it's like, but I can text you a message instantly. Bro. It's like it's like an email, but shorter. <laughs> yeah, so they, I, um, they didn't hear about AIM, you know. Yeah, what was what was your first social network? Do you remember? Uh, AIM, probably. I mean, uh, uh, no, because like, that's a messaging service. What was your first yeah, like, social network? Well, his first social ma- network would would have been MySpace. MySpace? In, uh, 2003? Or no, not 2003. It wasn't out then, but... Yeah, MySpace um, was getting popular a little bit, like a year or two after that. 2003 uh, would have been the live journal for me, I think. The live journal or, or anything before MySpace. Like, that, MySpace was my first introduction to it all. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, I still remember it was CT 2004 because of that Dane Cook joke. Wait, what Dane Cook joke is that? Which uh, is also cement. very 2004 to say Dane yeah. Cook joke. Yeah, cement truck. Like, he, he was like, I don't want to drive like this. I want to drive a fucking cement truck. <laughs> like, CT 2004. Yeah, that's my ride. Like, whatever. You know, I don't know. There still exists, and I will never say what this is, no matter how drunk I am, there still exists the high school band that I had, that MySpace page with that music still is out there. Oh my god. And you'll never find it. You'll never you'll you'll never find it. Um but uh one of the things that we did, we did a, a Ring of Fire cover from Johnny Cash. It was actually not terrible, by the way. Mm-hmm. But I was the drummer and all we didn't have like an actual drum set. So I used pots and pans and Tupperware. Oh. Yeah, we were really high-quality shit. I will never admit what that is. And even if you find it, I will lie to the teeth that that wasn't it. So good luck. 
Um, just uh, check check the the Discord for me real quick. Just uh, take a peep in there. Just. just... <laughs> <laughs> it is none of the, the things that you no, just said. The, the search has begun, though. That's all okay. I'm letting you know. I mean, good luck, because Ring of Fire is a really big one, and we had a couple original songs, but I won't tell you the name of any of those. Well, doesn't matter. You just you, you just keep spilling out more information. You're not going to get any more. I'm never going to mention it again. Good luck. And hack. I'll tell you what. If you do find it, I will admit to it. How about that? Okay, okay, okay. If I find it, you'll admit to it, yeah. and then we can move on. All right. Oh man, I'm so so happy that it is buried. I, every now and then I look for it. There's also a couple of music videos of me like stealing trash cans um, because we wanted to put on a heist. We were really weird kids. Nah, man, it's cool. We returned them later, by the way. We didn't fully, fully steal them. We just took them without permission temporarily. Of course, of course. That was called borrowing. But like sneaky borrowing. Yeah, sneaky borrowing. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, talk to me about how hard you, um, you voted for Trump. Dude, I like, I he doesn't know this. He's an outright huge member of the alt-right. Yeah, I'm, I'm so alt-right. The only news source I watch is InfoWars. Um, (laughs) so I went in there. I have, I have my hat, you know, obviously Mm -hmm. the nice red one, classic. Yeah. Yeah. America. Make America Great Again hat. Um, you could buy it online. Use um, Gage for Trump as the promo code. Um, <laughs> I walked in there and I just like took my train whistle out and I was like, hey, who here is on that Trump train? Actually, I had a train whistle ready to go. Wasn't expecting that. <laughs> and then we just like, we all just hopped on our train and we all just went in there and pressed the vote button. All right, but seriously though, I do want to know why? Why, in your estimation, did he win? Uh, Russian hackers. <laughs> piece of shit! <laughs> you giant piece of shit! I was expecting a real answer, and you give me this bullshit. Um. um okay. Well, uh, a real answer. I think a large percentage of the majority of people are angry. Mm-hmm. I think they're angry about a lot of stupid shit that, um, you know, may or may not hold any sort of factual truth. So there's a lot of those people. There's a lot of people just upset with where we are as a nation. There's a lot of people that don't care. Uh, there's, I mean, there's a lot more people that just don't care than mm-hmm. anything really, well, but, always. um, and that's probably like the biggest reason why I think Trump won is just that in general is like the, the amount of people that, that gave a fuck because of the fact that like both options in those people's minds were like, if you voted for either side, it was like the same outcome for those people, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I I understand. I understand why he won. I understand it. I really hope that, you know, all of my friends that are scared, like I'm, I'm a little scared, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. I think it's reckless to, you know, elect someone who's basically just 
a celebrity and kind of a rich asshole. But, <laughs> you know, like, it's just. So what what know. are you scared of? Like, what are you afraid of legitimately? Legitimately, I'm scared that he doesn't know what he's doing when it comes to world relations and keeping things kosher as far as throwing us into something terrible that mm-hmm. I don't want me or my future kids, if I have them or future generations to even have to worry about this shit. And like, I don't want that to impact the future of this nation of the people that I love because we all live here. Well, not everyone, but you know, like it's still impactful of the entire world. And as America, we kind of forget about that. You know, like we forget that, like there's a lot of countries out there that, that look up to us basically, or uh, that at least are watching us constantly because of the shit that we pull. And it's like, we are the center of attention and like, we don't even think about those other countries out there. And it's like, a lot of them are scared too, man. Like nobody knows what's going to happen and only time will tell. And I just hope that like, I, I don't know. Like, all you have to do to be a good president is fucking make the fucking companies that aren't paying taxes pay taxes and your shit will run fine, dude. That's it. Just rewrite the tax code and fucking make people pay taxes like like normal and like reduce them. And if everyone pays them, it's all good. It's all Gucci. No worries. Like, But that's the issue that we run into a lot is like there's a lot of places that just don't pay any of their taxes or they get rebates so large that they're not paying taxes plus they get money back from the government and it's like yeah it's job creation but like if that company was going to fail like maybe they should have failed to make room for a better company to replace them mm-hmm. but i don't know that's like the capitalist of me but so let's say um let's see based on what i know about you 20 i think was it we've had election 2032 i want to say the presidential election um, which one? 2032, I think, is when we have an election, I want to say, right? 2028? 2028. No, so here, we're going to say 2032, we get President Gage. Mm-hmm. What What does President Gage do? Oh, I'm going 2028, but... Oh, you're going, oh, you're going, okay. 2028, we get President 20, Gage. What, what do you 2028, do? yeah. Um, basically, I run under a new party which okay. I would call the American party, which would fall pretty much in the middle, okay. you know, uh, where we have a, okay, this is going to sound very libertarian, but uh, socially progressive, but, uh, you know, financially conservative. Like that, that whole idea makes a lot of sense to me. Yep. Um, and it always has because like human rights, that's obviously important. Like people like, there's a lot of things that are not where they need to be. And like, I can see them. I've been a part of that. I can, I've grown up seeing all of this my whole life. You know what I'm saying? And I can see where the, the work needs to be done. Smaller, smaller roles that government would play in, in all things, federally speaking, like having more of the power go back to like, not even the States, just reducing the size of government altogether so that there's less interference with our lives, less red tape stopping us from doing the things that we want to do, 
but also allowing us to continually, you know, grow and transition into a future where like a lot of things are going to be different. Like I believe that a lot of our workforce will be able to be automated Mm -hmm. and there will be a lot more spare time for people, but it's like spare time means not paid to most people, which scares them, you know? And it's like, how do you cope with an economy that will be run by robots? And it's like, where do you relocate that, that manpower and that workforce to keep everyone happy? And I think that's a, a question that a lot of people won't have to answer for a while, but it's still like on my mind, at least, and especially at 2028, that'll be, you know, some, some things. And, you know, I'm definitely for augments, like, Let's go body mods. Let's go, you know, um, you know, genetic enhancements. I'm all, I'm all for the future, man. Let's go space. I want. I just want jetpack feet. That's my big thing. Jetpack feet. You got yeah. it. C- just got chop it. off my existing feet. Give me like regular. I can walk around normal feet. And then when it's like, all right, I gotta go to the store. Jetpack time. Yeah. Um, but I but- do. I do think space is like a such an untapped resource at this point. Like I can't, I can't help but to think about all of its fucking potential. Like there is a giant asteroid field between Mars and Jupiter. And there's like, there's also, I think there was like some company was looking at sending a, uh, like some drilling stuff to an asteroid that literally they, they calculated has like, I think it was nickel made and it's Mm -hmm. like $20 trillion worth of nickel on one asteroid. Right. Dude. It is such an un- like, dude. Okay, so like the the whole like planet is dying. Like, I don't. If mining companies don't start like funneling or like start like putting money aside to start doing things like this, like they will be destroyed in the future because they won't be able to function and compete with companies that are able to fucking haul a uh, twenty three trillion dollars worth of nickel back. Yeah, <laughs> nickel. <back. laughs> That's terrible. Get out the fuck off my podcast for mentioning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, it, it's still true though. Like, how they won't be able to compete, and they will shut down all of the the mining facilities on Earth because they won't be able to compete with them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's I can't wait for the future, man. It's going to be weird, and it's going to be hard to deal with. But uh, there's there's gonna be a lot of cool shit that I'm uh, that I'm excited for, man. Because like you asking me like what's my presidential speech gonna be like? That's I'm like I'm running for president right now, basically based on the issues that are happening now. Because like shit's gonna be so fucking different in that many years. Okay, so let's say let's say that we don't have Trump or we have a, a Freaky Friday type situation where you and the president are walking in a rainstorm and you make a wish from a fountain or something. And, and now you're, you're Trump. You're the oh, president. No. Oh no. Yeah, but you're in control. So it's okay though. So what, how do you, what does president Gage do now in 2017? Build a wall. Build a fucking wall. <laughs> but I build it 10 feet taller. you you better be careful. Someone is going to think you're a MAGA person. Oh, yeah. Because remember, we ignore context in this country. <laughs> and things are taken out of context constantly. Okay, so. well, they didn't. Know, they don't know where I'm building the wall. 
Where's the wall going? On the moon. Okay, that makes sense. We got to stop the Martians from intruding. But seriously, I wouldn't, I'm not capable of running this country right now. And I fear for the safety of this country as a whole, uh, if I was put in charge of it right now. Because I'd just go like streaming. I'd be like, yo, what's up? It's Trump. Uh, we live on Twitch. Like, I'd make I'd make Twitch give me the handle like Trump, you know, and uh, I'd stream. I'd stream, you know, my uh, national security briefs. Yeah, uh, you know, just IRL, obviously, or maybe not even in a yeah. game directory. You know, just just in case. <laughs> <laughs> and here, I almost thought we were going to get a serious answer, but no. <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> God fucking damn it. So uh, in our last couple minutes here, because we're we're getting to that wrap up time, I want to mm-hmm. want to switch gears back because we like going back and forth. Um, I know I asked you this previously because um, I ask pretty much every guest that ever comes on the table this question. But if you let's say that somebody in the audience now or somebody listening to this is thinking about starting up their own stream. They're thinking about starting up their own art studio. They're thinking about making a movie, uh, anything like that. What, what advice do you have to give them? What sage story that's a fable can you tell them to, to motivate them to do it? Okay. Okay. Once upon a time, there was a child. He grew up far from home. Knowing no one. But that child found a computer out in the desert, connected it to the Wi-Fi out there in the uh, outback, you know. And then he just started streaming. That's it. Like, if, if you have any kind of bone in your body, if anyone has ever said, hey, man... You're funny. Or, hey, lady, you make me laugh. You know, like, that. that's literally enough. Like, that's... I know not everyone on Twitch is entertaining for, like, their, their entertaining purposes. But I feel like people who are naturally born entertainers function at a higher level on Twitch. And anyone can stream, but... If you can think on your feet, if you can just, like, have that motivation to make people laugh, like, that's that's all you need, man. Like, start at the ground floor. Work your way up. It's not going to happen overnight. No one is going viral on Twitch unless you're a doge in a high noon hat. It's okay. Okay. Like, no one expects you to be 150 viewership in the first week or even in the first year. Like, this is, it's a long journey. And if you want to do it, do it now. Because this is the best time to do it. Twitch is barely just begun. And there's so much more left for this story. And if you want to be a part of it, don't stop yourself. Don't say you can't do it for X, Y, Z. Just start doing it. It's, it's okay. If you suck at it, I wasn't good at it. Dable wasn't good at it. We're still not good at it. (laughs) Like we're, we're all still just learning and you should start learning. So again, we're going back to the Shia LaBeouf advice. 
Just do it. Just do it. I like how he's just do it now and not Nike, who was just doing it 20 years longer. <laughs> that's brand management right there. Yeah. That's brand power. I'm sorry, hashtag brand. We don't say we don't say brand here. It's hashtag brand. I apologize. Hashtag um, my brand. I did. By the way, that's an amazing uh, Chris Hemsworth impression that you did. Like, I think we could do an hour where I pretend to talk to Chris Hemsworth. If All right. Willing. I mean, I don't know if it's possible, but I think it's better than you think it is. <laughs> that's just because I spent a whole lot of time with a whole lot of cocks, you know, mate. All right. Uh, so, <laughs> that, uh, Gage, before we wrap up, do you want to you promote anything of yourself? This is where you get to whore yourself out. Oh, okay. Uh, my name is Digital Main. Follow me at twitch.tv forward slash digital main. I'm a jazz streamer. I stream every day of the week, Monday through Sunday, Monday. I love you. You can find Gage, actually, <laughs> at, at Gage Ziegman. That's G A. I'm sorry, I always do this. Gage Zygman at G-A-G-E-Z-I-E-G-M-A-N. The same goes for his Twitch account. Basically, just Google those words and you will find him places. Um, by the way, also, I, I do want to give props to Gage. If it were not fun, uh, if not fun, Jesus Christ, if it were not for Gage, uh, we wouldn't be doing this right now. He pretty much approached me and said, you should do this. And I was like, I don't know, man. And he's like, no, you should just do this. I was like, okay, <laughs> fine. Because I don't argue with him. If he says I should do something, I should probably do it. Um, so, so thank you very much for not only encouraging me to do this, but also for, uh, for, for being my first guest and my guinea pig, um, and, and bearing through my unprofessionalism. Of course, man. I, dude, anytime I love, I love just getting to talk with you. And if being interviewed with you is the only way I get to talk with you, that's, that's fine by me. I mean, I know we talk a lot on Twitter and such, but such a busy schedule, you know, that you keep. My parents called me today because they were worried because I hadn't even called them recently. I'm really <laughs> bad at like keeping up with things. So, um, and, and, and it, you can talk to me anytime, baby boy. You just tell me when. Oh, baby, please. <laughs> God, guys, segment, everybody. Thanks so much, man. No problem, my friend. And that was my chat with Gage Zygman again. Thank you so much again to Gage, not only for coming back and being a fantastic guest, but also for pushing me into bringing the Babel back and doing it in a live stream format. Believe me, I was missing the podcast just as much as you guys were, but there was just no way to be able to bring it back with the amount of time that I had unless we started streaming it live. I was afraid of how that would work, and it ended up being really fantastic. One of the other things that is always meaningful and helps keep me afloat is our patrons. Now, if you're not familiar, patreon.com is a tipping and reward site. Basically, you can give me a couple of bucks a month or however much you want to give, and it helps make the show free for everybody else and in its entirety. If you want to find out more and steal rewards, you can go to patreon.com slash dable. But one of the tiers of $5 and up gets you a shout out on the podcast. So we're going to go ahead and do that. I want to send a very special thank you to JT Graphic, Brett Chevy, Disco Spider, Daniel the Demon, and Desperado. You guys help make the show free for everybody else and help the show grow in more ways than you can imagine, and I cannot thank you enough. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you on the next one.